Welcome, friends, to Finding Her, a podcast that dives deep into personal development, creating a brand and business, self-management skills, and how to build that damn village, to name a few. I am your host, Julia Busby, a special education teacher by day that is working hard at building a brand, business, and community that will bring awareness and personal growth through weekly episodes. These weekly episodes will entail discussing topics we all have a hard time talking about in society. Just like you, I am a human juggler in this life, a wife who despises housework, and a mother of three. My passion is to serve others. So are you ready to learn? Let's do this. Welcome back, friends, to Finding Her. I'm your host, Julia Busby, and today I am both excited and overwhelmed with gratitude to announce that this is the final episode of season one of Finding Her, episode 30. I am so excited to introduce you to my guest, Sparky's shaking his collar and wagging his tail excessively in excitement as well. So let's get this party started. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my guest today. Hallie Avolio started Sassy Healthy Fit after she experienced an epic meltdown in a dressing room with horrific lighting. (laughs) Sounds a bit dramatic, but it's true. From that awful day in the dressing room, a personal revolution was born. A revelation that Hallie had when she said, fuck this, I'm tired of fighting off my demons. Hallie picked up her own pieces and started truly taking care of her mind, body, and spirit. Her two-year journey included a ton of personal development reading, some radical nutritional changes, and a commitment to loving herself whole and completely. Hallie realized that in-demand women are often not paid attention to. They are the forgotten demographic. They are the women who are expected to take care of others. So who takes care of them? The answer is we take care of ourselves and sassy, healthy fit was born. Hallie took her personal journey from despair to freedom and has shared it with you to create a space for in-demand women to thrive and say, I'm going to put myself first without any guilt. Hallie is the mom to three wild, crazy, and lovable children and has been married to her best friend, Paul, for 16 years. She lives in beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Lucky! In a house that is too small, yet just the right size. Hallie loves listening to music, taking walks on the bluffs right outside her front door, beach therapy time with friends, dancing chocolate, and of course coffee. Hallie is a Leo and her energy is infectious. She has often been questioned how she does all the things and her answer is always, I just do. I'm so excited to welcome my new friend Hallie to the Finding Her community. Enjoy. I was born ready. Good. Welcome to the show, Hallie. How are you? I'm great, Julia. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I know. I'm so excited too. And like always, I think my listeners could say this word for word. I need to ask you a question. What are you grateful for today? I love that question. And I just want to share that I actually write down five things that I'm grateful for every day because it just makes me feel good. And today I'm just feeling especially happy and grateful for my tribe, my community, my family. Oh, I love that. Um, I'm grateful for this time we get to have for the holidays because it's going to be Thanksgiving in a few days. Yeah. And um, I actually have to teach until Thursday. 
sadly enough. Wow. <laughs> they have you going right I know. The end. Some school districts let their teachers out early. Ours do not. Oh. So I'm grateful for that. And my parents live right around the corner from me. So um, mom is making all the fix-ins for Thursday. So it's just going to be relaxing and hanging out with my family. So I'm really grateful for that today. Oh, that's so, awesome. I know. So what I'm most excited about today is this is the last show for Finding Her for 2019. And we're going to close out this whole um, mental health um strategy, helping you guys understand, um, your own stories and the, in the strategies that you could use to combat those fear monsters and those self doubts and limiting beliefs and understanding toxic relationships. So today Hallie is here to talk to us about rewriting your personal narrative and what that really means. So can you share a little bit about you and your story. Sure. Um, let's see where to begin. So my story starts out pretty boring and typical, I would say, in the sense <laughs> that I was the girl that followed all the rules, checked all the boxes, had that expectation that you go through life in doing things in a certain particular order that is not deviated mm-hmm. from. And mm-hmm. that is how you live life. And so what, what that meant in my reality was, um, you know, I went through K through high school after high school, immediately attended college, did four years at a university because didn't want to deviate from, you know, the four year plan. There wasn't, there wasn't options involved there. Um, I immediately started working right after college, two weeks after graduation, I had my first, you know, big corporate job, um, doing Mm -hmm. outside business to business sales. And I, of course, had to work my way up the corporate ladder while I was there. So I got all the accolades that I could. I um, got promoted into a managerial position. Meanwhile, my boyfriend, who is now my husband, who I've been dating since college, we got engaged and then got married. And um, mm-hmm. short time, we decided to buy a condo. And of course, what comes next is the dog. Cause you got to have a dog before you can have kids, right? Like you have to have a little trial, a trial right. run. Where's your fence? Where's your picket fence? Uh, no, I didn't have the picket fence because we did live in LA and we did live in a high rise condo sort of building. Right. But everything else except the picket fence. So point being is that I was checking all the boxes. So, you know, that manifested into, um, you know, the kind of the, the 20 years post college was, um, more professional accolades, um, a couple of job changes, three children, you know, continuing with my marriage, et cetera, et cetera. Um, my husband started his own business, um, about 13 years ago, which is great. He has an IT company and, um, the, the first kind of deviation to my life plan, which I just thought was to always keep working my way up literally to the corner office. I remember being about 20 in college and working a part-time job. And someone asked me what I wanted to do when I graduated. And I said, I'm going to be the CEO. And they said, great. Why? And I said, I don't know, but that is what I'm going to do. And I didn't really know what that meant, to be honest. And they said, well, great. Are you taking financial classes? And I said, no, do I need to? So clearly I had no idea what a CEO was or why I needed that job. But (laughs) in my mind, that's just what you did. You just kept climbing and climbing and climbing until you got to that, you know, iconic corner office and you were just ready to be the boss and do all the things and, you know, have your kids at home and somehow they're getting taken care of and the picket fence and all of it. 
And right. what happened was when I got pregnant with my first son, um, I really felt at that time disillusioned with my corporate job. And my husband presented an option to me and he said, Hey, you know, I've got this business. I could really use your help. What if you come work for me part-time and my mom will watch our son. And I thought, well, that's an odd possibility, but hmm. And I thought about it. And then, you know, we decided that it made sense. So decided to do that, left the corporate job, went to work Mm -hmm. very part-time and did that for about 10 years. So over the course of 10 years of having kids, I would, you know, my amount of work that I did for our small business would vary. Um, again, depending kind of on where I was at in the flow of things and it was all fine, but you know, I kind of lost this passion and this, um, this desire to know where I was going. Like, I just didn't know what was happening with my life. And so I found myself feeling very lost and very stuck and very without purpose. And I remember waking Mm -hmm. up every day and did you ever see the movie Bill, the Bill Murray movie Groundhog Day? Yeah. Where he just keeps like reliving the same day over and over and over again. Yeah. And he can't yeah. like figure out and he keeps trying to kill himself. Right. So that he can like stop reliving the same day and he keeps waking up. Right. Well, I felt like I was in that movie. It was like every day I would wake up like, Oh God, here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again. I could not see the outcome. So the, the person that had had that vision of being that CEO in the corner office had somehow disappeared and become this woman who now had three kids worked part-time with her husband and was just not sure how she could keep going on with her own life, not in a death sort of way, not to be morbid, um, but in a, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is where my life is. And I just cannot dig myself out of it. And so uh, that was pretty, who the hell am I? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who the hell am I? Like, and so what that turned out to uh, manifest itself into was self-destructive behavior where I uh, kind of gave into some of those fear monsters that you like to talk about. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, well, screw this. I'm just going to go live the life that I want to live. And I'm going to ignore all those things that I have responsibility for. And I'm just going to start hanging out with toxic people. And I'm just going to ignore my, you know, my children and my marriage and my relationships and my body. So Mm -hmm. uh, that was, that was a fun time of life. (laughs) And how long, how long were you in that cycle for? Well, you know, I lived in that cycle. I I think it kind of hit about when I hit about 35 and I feel like between about 35 and 38, I was in this really lost stage of life and it, you know, it ebbed and flowed. And it's funny though, cause I'll talk to people now cause I just turned 40 this summer and I talk to people now and they're like, what are you talking about? I had no idea you were going through that. And I'm like, I'm a very good actress. Like I do not let people right. know what's happening. So nobody knew, but, um, it went on for a couple of years and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And my behaviors and my neglect of really the important things in my life. And, you know, you talk about gratitude. Mm -hmm. That's the very first thing you started with. If you had asked me that question in that time, Julia, I would have said, I have no idea. Like I would have had no answer today. I could have given you 10. So I just, you know, it was, it was, it was not pretty. And then the, the beauty of it all though. Right. And the whole thing about life happens you know, for a reason, everything happens for a reason in your life. And I, I've always said that, and I always have believed it. And you never know quite like why that is the case, but I know that I had Mm -hmm. to experience that really negative time of my life and go through that particular journey so that I could get to the place where I'm at now, because by going down that really dark, deep rabbit hole, and then making the conscious decision to pull myself out of it and to make the change that was necessary. If, if I hadn't had those two things happen, 
I would not be where I am today. And I would not be able to help the people that I'm able to help and have the passion and the purpose and the love and the gratitude for everything in my life, including much stronger relationships with both my husband and my children. So I am very grateful for that. Right. Right. And and it's, it's so challenging when you get in these behaviors manifest themselves, especially when you're just sitting there and people ask you how you're doing and you're like, I'm fine. I'm mm-hmm. fine. I'm fine. Like everything's so great. Like I got the kids to soccer and you know, all these things and my husband's business is doing good and look at us. We're just so great. And it's just falling apart in the inside because you're just suffering in silence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You know, absolutely. And, and I think that uh, for me, and I think that you can resonate with this too, like you, you fall down and, and a lot of people don't know what to do. And it's so overwhelming that even those first baby steps to get up is too hard. So they right. just stay there. Um, and I've had two rock bottoms in my life. One was worse than the other. Um, but my second one, just this last one that I had, it was because I wasn't applying those boundaries. I wasn't practicing self-care. I was surrounding myself with people that were convenient, but also conveniently toxic. Mm-hmm. So then I started manifesting, brewing up my own witch's brew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, no, like this, this needs to change. We need to do something about it. So what's really great about connecting with you today is to share with everybody. Like it doesn't matter how many times you've fallen down. Like you can change your life. You can rewrite your story from, from your hardships from when you were younger or when you have like seasons that are really bad, you know, it doesn't define who you are as a person. Exactly. And, and one of the tenets, the main tenet of my business, which is um, all about helping, you know, women, come into that step into that space of empowerment for themselves is I say, be your own hero because you can have all the support and it's necessary. The community. I mean, I'm a hardcore fan of community and sisterhood and, you know, men support too and family support and all of it. And that is huge and very impactful on our lives, but it has to start with you. And you, when I say be your own hero, it doesn't mean go it alone or be a martyr. In fact, it means quite the opposite, but it means that you have to make the conscious decision that you are ready to step into your own power and to change your life and to take action to be the best version of you and to create the story that you want to create. And if you are not willing to do that or ready to do that, then, then you're not ready. But I want to encourage women that you can be your own hero right now. You don't have to wait for some momentous occasion or some epic breakdown. You know, that happens to us. Absolutely. But it doesn't have to be this kind of big bang experience for the change that um, can happen. You know, we don't need that momentous event. So it's like learn from the people that have fallen down. <laughs> right. But I also think <laughs> like a, apply those skills, yeah, you know, absolutely. But also it's, it's knowing that you have it within you. And I feel really strongly that for whatever reason, I, I don't know what it is exactly, but I feel like women are not told often enough that they are capable of making decisions and acting in a way that will positively impact their life. They often feel like they have to depend on other people to make the decisions or they have to act in accordance to others. And I really feel strongly Mm -hmm. that, um, yes, we have to work in flow with the universe, with those around us, with our coworkers, all of it. But we have the ability inside us. 
We have it. Every one of us does. Whether you know it or not, you do, but you have to be willing to acknowledge it. And then you have to be ready to take some action steps to get there. And so I want to, you know, encourage women to spend some time with themselves and have that self-awareness to be their own hero. Right. And that's where like my whole, this whole finding her journey and, you know, the whole idea book wise was 10 years ago. Um, and then good old fear monster said, <laughs> and I listened to him, damn him. Right, right. <laughs> so, right. I just told my husband, I said, you know, if I was to picture him, he would be like, cause I hate clowns. Me I'm like, too. he would be like the, it, the it yes. character. Oh, yeah. I bring that movie back. I'm like, <laughs> I know. Ah, so I hate him. But that's what it just reminds yeah. me of. Or the creepy old preacher man from Poltergeist. Totally. You know totally. him. Right? Yeah. Just this creep. Yeah. So anyways, um, you know, so, and then, you know, talking with my family and my family, we're, we're Hispanic. So it's really hard for them to understand the mental health mm. piece. Like you are not, okay. you don't worry. You just stop worrying. Like we don't go to the therapist. Like what? Like, it's just that generation, okay, you yeah. know, they're just not, not aware. So, um, you know, talking with them and, and saying, you know, I can't believe that at this horrible time of my life, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start a business. <laughs> like, like, it's just crazy. But then I was like, you know what, this needs to happen because there's so many women out there that don't know what to do. They don't know where to start. And with my special education training and I break down steps for, for kids to replace behaviors and do all the things, teach self-awareness, self-management skills, social skills, life skills, all the skills. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, um, I'm like, I teach them to the little humans, but this is applicable to every human, right? not just in in the school, you know, I did that episode about dysregulation as real life. Like we, the people are dysregulated everywhere because they just don't know the self-awareness skills or coping skills. They, they'd rather choose or not want to say choose, but it's easier for them to, their behaviors to manifest into self-sabotage mm -hmm. um, or drinking or, you know, drugs or gambling or any of those things. It's easier to, for them to, um, funnel that way. But um, coming to make a long, long story short, you know, things happen for a reason. And my downfall at that time and my recovery process and all the work that I put in, um, you know, it, it happened for a reason. And, and the show has exploded. And the work that I've been doing is is amazing, because there's such a need for sure. it. Absolutely. Um, and not that many women are coming out and saying, Hey, here it is. It's a hot, lonely, hot mess express. But look, if she could do it, I can do it too. So, you know, um, I've received like countless emails or DMS that was like, did you write that show for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great feeling. So it, it's just a yeah, it, it really is. And then getting connected with amazing people like yourself and sharing your story and how you help and, and what you do in your business. So what would you say for the listener that's listening right now that 
needs to take that first step to rewriting their story? Well, I think the first thing you have to decide is what is it that you want to rewrite, right? You have to acknowledge that you're ready to rewrite something. So once you make that acknowledgement, then you have to start visualizing. And I'm a huge fan of visualization. It's funny. I actually talked to a friend today and I said, um, we haven't met in real life. We've been um, friends via Instagram for about a year now. And she's lovely and I love her. And we know we're going to meet someday. And I told her, I said, meeting you is on my vision board, the vision board that's in my mind, because I haven't actually made it like in real life yet. But, um, but I really believe strongly in the power of visualization. And you have to start doing things that um, embody the best version of you. So what does the best version of you look like? What does she wear? What does she say? Who does she hang out with? What does she eat? What does she do with her time? How does she work out, et cetera, right? So you have to really be descriptive and start thinking in those terms. So that's that's kind of part of step one. And that's obviously something that it takes some deep, some deep dives. And it's not something that you right. can probably just pull out of a hat and be done with in three minutes. Um, so that's right. that's a big piece of it. And then you have to be consistent and you have to start telling yourself things. So I'm a big fan of affirmations. And um, one of the first things that I created with my business was a deck of affirmation cards. And the reason that I feel so strongly about affirmations is because I know the power in words by saying I am identity statements or any positive phrases on a consistent basis they begin to sink in. And, you know, I'm not a psychologist by trade. I don't have an education in that, but I've done enough reading where I know that our brains have this, you know, old reptilian brain side to them. And Mm -hmm. our brains try to protect us from dying, right? So it's like our fight or flight response is enacted when something scares us or fear, you know, or fear comes up. And so your body just wants to either, you know, fly the coop, fight back or freeze, right? So that you don't die. And, you know, we have to retrain our brains. So even though that might be the the old brain's natural kind of response, you can start to retrain it. And I think you've talked about this before, Julia, but that's the beauty of affirmations is if you start saying, you know, I am a strong and healthy woman, whatever your I am statement is, you say that to yourself again and again, every day, you put it on your mirror, you write it in your journal, you maybe use it for passwords, for logging into all the millions of things that you need passwords for, for example, that will sink right. in and you begin to believe it. And that is one of my most favorite ways to help people, you know, truly step into the power of who they are as their best self. Like I get so goosebumpy and excited talking about this because I know that when you create those identity statements and you use those affirmations all the time, you begin to believe it and you're able to rewrite your story and become the woman that you really want to be or ma'am. But I think we're mostly well, our, and women here. Our... <laughs> yes. I don't want to make this about just. Yes, yeah. man. <laughs> yes, man. You are a bad. Right, right, man. right. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Men too. Men yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Brain, our our brains with the reptilian brain and our brains are you know such an amazing part of our just everything obviously um also moldable yes. and you know plus plasticity it's hard for yeah. me to say so when we, when we that's where we get the growth from that's where we can combat our trauma that's where we get um to build skills and self-awareness and and learning mindfulness that was really hard for me for when i was going through this i was like i cannot sit in Mm -hmm. silence like 
and that's like one of my go-to things for a coping strategy. So, um, or when I'm feeling really anxious, but you know, the power of those affirmations and saying it and reading them, you know, and that visualization piece, it then wears into your subconscious. So then you don't even realize that you're thinking those things when you're, you know, at the store or you're in a situation on where maybe you would have been like, Oh my God, like, I can't do this. Like, like this is too much or, you know, but then you're like, Oh, but I'm a strong woman. I can do this. I can do this. So there definitely is so much power in words. So like much. I and I love that. And the thing is, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. So you might not believe exactly the words that you're saying, but you will start to believe them. And that is one of the best pieces of advice that I can offer is even if you feel uncomfortable or foolish or a little nervous about saying some words that don't feel like they're you. If you want them to be you, and that is the authentic piece, then say those words and they will be, you will become them. So it's, you know, we have to kind of reframe the situation and not fall victim to imposter syndrome. Oh God, I hate that. We always <laughs> well, and us, even right? Your- And right. And then the affirmation piece for me, it was so hard for me to even think of something positive so long ago when I was starting to go through everything that I would just like, I would have the statement in my mind, but then it was just too much. Like my processing, everything was just so off and I was exhausted. Like no new information was coming in. It wasn't being processed. I wasn't able to speak um, clearly. There was lots of like brain fogs and brain farts or whatever. Um, you know, just lots of dissociation, I should say. Um, just from, you know, I have anxiety and I, I suffer from PTSD as well from my first marriage. So, you know, there was a lot of things that I needed to work through. But with the affirmations, I started with like identifying, okay, I know that saying I am a god god goddess warrior princess is mm-hmm. not for me and it's too many words and I am a strong woman still too many words so I would just like pick mm. a number and I was like okay yeah. 3 so then I knew I am strong I am resilient I am magical yeah. I'm just pulling that yeah. out real quick um I am okay. Yeah. Sometimes that one, um, sometimes that, I was going to say you have to start small, just say, right? And sometimes I am okay yeah, is, so it was, is where you're at. Right. And so I would just say three, three, three. Like whenever like I wanted to try to make myself feel better and I knew that I needed to have that affirmation, but I didn't have that mm-hmm. power yet to just say it or even see right. it somewhere because it was yeah. really hard, um, then I would just be like, number yeah. three, number three, 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 three. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm a badass. That's awesome. That's, see, that's huge. <laughs> the other one too that I love, and it may sound cliche, but I love it. I am enough. I love I am enough. I love that And you know what? Too. I mean, for, so for such a long time, right? Like my my whole identity was really wrapped up in so many external things. And I didn't really ever look at myself for validation or for passion and purpose. And I was just always looking externally, um, whether it was work or my relationship or my kids or whatever, my parents. 
And when I finally, you know, got to this place and I'm like, I'm awesome. I kick ass. I am enough because truly I am. And I'm, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. I used to also be like total obsessive perfectionist. And, you know, now I kind of joke, like my kids will say something like, um, Oh mom, it's not perfect or whatever. And I said, good. I don't want you to be perfect. That, that expectation is unrealistic. And if you're perfect, then where do you have to grow? So I like the, I am enough and I am enough right now because I am enough right in this moment is going to be different than I am enough tomorrow. Then it's going to be a year from now, whatever. So it's a lot of, you know, playing around with it, knowing that it's fluid, you have to be in flow and also having grace with yourself. Right. And, and with the, I am enough, like that's one of my big ones that was like, you know, this is something like I've always looked for validation mm-hmm. somewhere else. I've always climbed, like I want to be like I had a undergrad and then I want a master's degree. Oh no, but now I need right. a PhD. But then it got to the point and where I was like, okay, wait, why am I going to do that to myself? What is it going to get me? And that does that make me better? No, it's just in that whole circle of that perfectionism and that anxiety. Like I don't feel enough for myself. So I'm going to go try and get a piece of paper. And, you know, so that was really hard for me because it was school has always been easy. School has always been like, you give me something and and you give me a plan and an outcome. I'm going to do it. And I, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't talk about a lot about feelings. We didn't do that. But what I did know is my parents were like, you need to be a leader. Mm. You need to go to college. Like, that's just, that was my life. Like, so then it was like, okay, I had all these kids and no, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. Right. So, (laughs) and I made that happen, but in the long run, I still wasn't like I got to that point, I earned the degrees. I I had that moment where I was like, yeah, I worked really hard. Mm-hmm. And then it was gone because I didn't have that validation and that feelings of being enough inside. It was always the job, the making, pleasing other people, making sure they were happy, like not rocking the boat, like, you know, like getting or earning things from other people um, or, or getting in situations that I was being able to help them. So that validated me, you know? Um, And what's interesting is in the beginning of my book, which is not done yet, the very first page is it, I wrote it to myself and it was just like, you have always been Mm, in I love that. That's beautiful. And so, you know, and so they talk about like rewriting your story and doing all these things. And, and, you know, another powerful thing would be to write a letter to yourself when you were younger, Mm -hmm. like what would Mm -hmm. you tell them? Um, And that's really heartbreaking for me, but because then you just really realize like how that validation, like where it all stemmed from when, why, you know, so Um, But that's all through that whole process of rewriting your own story and being willing to work through it It because it's hard. It is hard. And, you know, that's, that's why I, you know, want to create a safe space for women to have these conversations and, you know, feel like they can 
start looking at themselves in that way so that they can, you know, quote unquote, level up or, you know, that term sometimes sounds a little kitschy, but, um, you know, really become the woman that they want to be and that who they are, you know, they're meant to be. Right. And, and with my show and, and my company and all that, like finding her, like that, that's gonna be a lifetime mm-hmm. journey, mm-hmm. you know, um, our season, seasons change, things happen in our lives. We make mistakes, we fall down, but yeah, we absolutely. get up. <laughs> we always so, do. So, so just sometimes it just seems like you're like, yeah. oh shit, I'm not going <laughs> to be able to do this, but we do it somehow and it's just been this whole journey and the whole podcasting world. Like I never would have thought in a million years that I would have fallen in love with it and, and meet new people and do all the things. Um, so it's really been just a blessing in my life. So oh, I am grateful for I that. Love it. Well, it's because well. you're a badass woman, Julia. That's right. That's right. I don't need to say nope, three. Nope. No, nope. but you can just say I'm <laughs> a badass. <laughs> I'm a badass. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any other tips or ideas to share? Um, those are my main ones. I think that I love to talk about, you know, for sure the affirmations. Um, the other thing I just want to mention is that we all stumble. We all, you know, you talked about this, we all have hard times and we all stumble, but that doesn't mean that you give up. So I just want to encourage, I want to encourage your audience and your listeners and everybody out there just to remember, you're going to have missteps along the way back to the whole thing about we're not perfect. And it is a journey. And you have mm-hmm. to sometimes just have faith in the fact that even when we have those missteps, there's a reason for it. And there's beauty in that because sometimes you need that because there's some sort of a lesson or some sort of a message or some sort of inspiration that comes from it, right? So even in the moment when it feels really mm-hmm. bad and you're having that moment and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been making so much progress, but now I've you know fallen and I, I don't know where to go and I don't know what to do and should I just give up, blah, blah, blah. No pause, reflect, you know, appreciate the moment for what it is. I like to say, thank, you know, say, 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 thank you. When you can take a step back, say like, okay, moment, thank you for showing me that I am not superwoman and that I'm not perfect. And thank you for opening my eyes to other possibilities. And I know that I'm going to get through this just like I've gotten through everything else. So when you have those, when you have those moments, just know that you're going to keep going and that's how life is. You know, it's two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back, but don't give up because the, the beauty of consistency and positivity, that's, what's going to get you going and get you through. And we all have a beautiful long life and, um, intention to share with this world. I really believe that. And when you believe that too, you know, you know, that, there's just going to be some days that are better than others and that's fine. Yeah. And then really like understanding like what your limits are and applying those boundaries. Like sometimes I'm like, um, man, I just had a really rough week at work and you know, I work full time still. And then I'm like, Oh, I got to record. I got to do this. And I'm like, you know what? No, I don't. Exactly. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. And I would never do that before because I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to upset somebody or, you know, they're not going to like me anymore or they're going to think that I'm a fake or a fraud and blah, blah, blah. So, um, and then I'm like, no, you know what? I deserve a break. I'm working like 60 hours a week over here. (laughs) So, um, and then really understanding like 
my children are able to come up and say, Hey mom, you know, when's the last time we had dinner together at the table? And I'm like, well, your guys' schedule and then I'm recording or I'm doing this. So we've really tried to like limit that down. And so then that's when I was like, you know what, the show's going to end, um, with, with, um, Hallie. And then I'm going to take from what the first week of December all the way until January. You deserve it. So yeah, we're going to Cabo. We're going to have some family time and it's just going to be relaxing. So I, I, we're going to be watching some massive nice. Disney Oh, Plus. I love Disney I like Plus. Ask everybody. Everybody. I asked everybody it's amazing. Disney Plus. Yay, Disney yes. Plus. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And I'm like, oh my God. We're, I want to watch. Um, oh, good. We just watched so, Frozen again last week because right. we had to get ready for Frozen too. So. <laughs> oh, I know. I have to see that too. I love that. So. All right. So where can we well, find you? Um, my business is called Sassy Healthy Fit and my website is sassyhealthy.fit. So everyone can find me there. Also, I'm on all social media, sometimes maybe too much, but um, I definitely hang out on Instagram and the handle is at Sassy Healthy Fit. Um, I would also love to invite your listeners to join my Facebook community. It's an awesome group and the women in there are just tremendous. I love their energy. I love their enthusiasm. I love how we share with one another. And um, if anybody's interested, mm-hmm. um, I will include that in the um, the little freebie that I'm going to share with your audience as well so they can find us there. But I think it's called officially women's health, health and wellness empowered to live my sassy life. So that's my Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. I'm joining. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. We do some fun things. We do some serious things and, um, I love it. It makes me happy. And it's one of those things that just, it just sparks joy for me to be surrounded by amazing, uplifting, positive women who want to live their best life and be surrounded with other women who want the same. So it's a really cool place. So I'd love to have everybody join there. Right. Yeah. Yay. And then I will include all of this info and your freebie in my show notes. So I yeah, can't wait to get so that much. out. I know. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so glad. To, I'm very honored to be your last and- podcast interview of 2019, Julia. That's awesome. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to mail I you. I get the plaque. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. mail you an award. I want yes, the gold star. I want the gold star right? for sure. <laughs> yes. I'll be... Uh, Super jealous when I see what the weather is like over there in Santa I am. Barbara. You're in I Santa am. Barbara, right? Well, you'll be in Cabo. That sounds uh, pretty darn nice. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. I, I got that, though. But thank you so much for coming on the show. And you thank you so much. And happy night. Thanksgiving to you and your family. And enjoy the rest of your year. And best wishes for 2020. I know it's going to kick ass for all of us. I great. know. It's going to be it great. Is. It is. I have. I know it is. Yes, yeah, we we're are. Enough. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. Uh, all right, Bye. take care. Bye. Wow, that's it. Episode thirty, season one, finding her done. Um, I want to say thank you so much for everyone that supported me, whether you listened for five minutes, you shared it, you talked about it, um, you tagged me on posts. This outreach for this show is amazing and it just drives my fire because I know um, the numbers are reflecting and the growth on the show is exploding because there's such a high need 
throughout the world for all the women in all of the lands to learn skills in self-improvement and just to realize that we're not alone. So what can you do with me being out of your life for um, a couple of weeks? Because Buzz is taking a vacation. I've got two weeks left um, teaching and then we're heading um, to Cabo San Lucas to enjoy some sun and I'm so excited to be near the ocean again. So this is what you can do. You can find your favorite episodes and share them with your friends, share them on social media, with your mom and your grandma, I don't know, anyone, somebody in line at the store, the library, you're going to be meeting a lot of cranky shoppers that might need to get a little bit of FH in their system. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, handle at Julia in Busby, and then also keep an eye out for my website. So www.juliabusby.com. I'm going to be having some updates on there. Um, we have some really, really exciting, amazing news coming out for the brand Finding Her in 2020. Um, some of it I can't spill the beans yet, but I'm really super excited about it. Um, and also, I'm a part of the Tech Academy, which is a business online module. It's eight courses and it really teaches you how to automate your systems if you own a personal brand or business online. Um, Mega powerhouse entrepreneurs are in this group. I believe we're up to 26 right now. But what's so amazing is, is my Pinterest course is going to go hand in hand with this um, Tech Academy course. So you're going to be learning a lot of amazing things for great value um, in a great community of like-minded people all associated with business. So if you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram, Julia Buzz. There is a link in my bio and or you can sign up directly at www.alisawilcox.com. And again, that is the Tech Academy and we're starting next week. I'm so excited. Happy holidays. Take care and take care of yourself and I will see you soon. Keep shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you can notice, and as life would have it, Robin and I had this most amazing conversation, and I did have to edit quite a bit of it out, and that really makes me bummed, but it's life, and I will have to invite her for a recap to see if I actually started to have some love for cooking. What do you think? <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Keep shining. Welcome back to Finding Her. I am your host, Julia Busby, and today I am releasing episode 36, Food is Not a Fight with Jace Curry. So this interview, I had a wonderful time with her. Go ahead and check out her website at www.jacecurry.com. Enjoy. <laughs> 